Welcome to Multi Multi, the podcast where we talk about the multitude of multi-site student ministry. I'm trying on some different voices today, folks. Uh, my name is Joe Crab here, hosting for us once again, uh, and I am as joined as always by Mrs. Kimberly Schuler. Well, hello. And joining us once again in the studio, and by that I mean a large vacant room that has some carpets in it, some rugs. Mr. Benjamin Hickson. Hey. hey. Uh, We are here today wrapping up a four part conversation all about retreats. Uh, It was initially started off as a three part conversation um, and really probably could have made it a seven part conversation. Yes. Uh, Ten part. Things got out of the hand quick. Yeah, yeah. The wheels quickly fell off. So, but we've part one, we kind of talk about pre-retreat planning, what that looks like. Uh, part two and part three was the weekend of with part two, focusing on our teaching team. Um, we're pretty much launch of retreat, the teaching sessions, teaching team, so on and so forth, our philosophy and approach to that. Uh, then we talked about the part three is the rest of the weekend holistically from mm-hmm. games to one-on-ones to response pieces and so on. Uh, and now we are talking about follow-up. We are talking about that Monday. Um, and so real quickly, why don't you guys go ahead and just for anyone who's maybe popping in, who's brand new uh, to the podcast, just share a little bit about the position that you have. And then let's just do a fun get to know you question. Why don't you share what is your favorite thing to do the Monday after retreat? Ooh, that's good. So uh, I'm Kim Schuler, and I um, have the privilege of being positioned in the central director of students uh, position here at Woodside. What does that entail? That entails uh, serving, coming alongside, encouraging, resourcing, use any customer base uh, service word, um, as well as just helping lead out the student team across all 14 campuses here at Woodside, and it is a joy and privilege, and a lot like herding cattle. Mm-hmm. Um, I like when you said it was a joy and privilege. Like, who are you trying to convince? It is. <laughs> no, it is a it really joy is. and privilege. <laughs> Woo! I was taking personal offense to the cattle part, but you know, we'll, okay. we'll, move, um, we'll move along. Ben's first job was Chick fil A. That's why he was taking offense. <laughs> and my husband now works there, too. Yeah. Um, so post retreat that Monday, first off, I do not schedule anything. Um, I think just for my brain to just have the space to be is so important. Yeah. I usually try and do something outside, whether it be taking my dog to the park and just walking. Um, or sometimes I like to treat myself and go get a massage. Whoa. Um, yes. There you go. Fancy. Yes. Um, because usually my body is aching now being in the 30 realm um, from the beds that I slept in over the week um, or a weekend. Um, and just, just the stress or like tension that you endure of leading course, up. Yeah. Um, so just to kind of release, rewind, and just rest a little bit. Okay. Okay. That's good. Ben? Yeah, uh, my name is Ben. I'm at our White Lake campus as our family ministries pastor. With that, I oversee and, and lead our student team there. And um, my favorite thing to do 
on the day after treat used to be sleep in and watch TV or movies. Yeah. Uh, you know, go go get that uh, new release that you hadn't seen yet. But, you know, my kids have different ideas about how I'm supposed <laughs> yeah, to spend time right. these days. So anymore, I'm mostly just wrestling with them and trying to look like I'm awake while doing so. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. See, that's the thing is that... Uh, Kim, you're not in that kid's world yet. So. I am not. And I have yet to do a retreat where I do, my, my daughter's been born. The last retreat we had, my my daughter wasn't born yet. Uh, we do two weekends for our middle school winter retreat. She came the second weekend. I did not go to retreat because I love my wife. So. <laughs> yes. And um, your daughter. So and my daughter, and your daughter was born, what, the week after, like right the second, after? The, that Sunday night, you guys got home from weekend two of retreat. Uh, my wife went into labor early that Monday morning, like yeah. 2, 3 a.m. So, yep. yeah, so, so I could have gone. Home. No. Oh, stop it. No. <laughs> I did not want to go. I wanted I to I did not allow her. him to yeah. go. Uh, my name is Joe Crabb. Uh, I am the lead student pastor at our Troy campus here. Um, and I, I, that's what I do. I lead the middle school and high school team here, um, that staff here. As long as long with uh, with Kim and Ben, I'm a part of our student ministry core team. And so um, my favorite thing to do post retreat has been in the past uh, just that put my feet up on the couch um, watching watching like TV or and really honestly a lot is like scrolling like through Instagram um, liking the photos that our students yeah. have posted up commenting cool. on things. Um, as well as like texting, uh, like when it was like our middle school retreat, perhaps texting a parent or two or high school retreat, whether it's a student um, or even like a leader or so on and so forth. Just as I find that headspace too, and as I'm thinking about it, just doing doing yeah. all that. But yeah, you I mean, also like to go see movies by yourself too, yes, don't you? Yes. I'm on team movies by yourself. Yeah, yeah I'm a huge <laughs> fan. Like I will straight up sweatpants. I bring slippers to the movie theater. If you want to know that hack, wow. I'll let you know how to do it. Um, hoodie, all that stuff. I don't wear them into the theater. I bring them I have a system uh, <laughs> and then snacks, all that stuff. I just, I post up and I just like, I get comfy. I get cozy and I watch, uh, usually I think actually, yeah. So, uh, last time I went and saw black Panther, um, the Monday afterwards, <laughs> I, I went and posted up and went and saw black Panther. So I do, I just, I just chill. I veg mm -hmm. and we'll see, we'll see what this fall hold, holds with my sweet baby girl. Um, I'll say this much. I will welcome her sitting there while I watched you. <laughs> no, I think that would probably be, that's probably got to be the one, uh, you know, after Hope Week, um, that big thing, that's all I really wanted to do was just go home yeah. and spend time with the well, with my wife and them. Ken. Yeah, very much so. So that's what we do for, for mm -hmm. follow up, for rest and care and, uh, uh, and so on. But, there's a couple other things that we like to do even the day after, uh, whether it's for le leaders, for parents, and as a leadership staff, not just the day after, the weeks after, and months after. So uh, let's do that. Let's let's start with staff. What do we do as a staff post-retreat um, for follow-up with one another um, or individually? And then from there, let's just flesh out. So staff, what are some of the things that we do for post-retreat follow-up staff edition? Yeah, so as we gather as a staff, usually at our all-campus student team meeting, which we do once a month, uh, we go through what we call SWOT, which is S-W-O-T and stands for Strengths, Weaknesses, Opportunities, and Threats. So here at Woodside, we love to evaluate the 
items, the events, the retreats, the mission trips that we do so we can continually become better as a team and continually create a better experience, a better environment, a better weekend for the students and leaders and parents that attend. So we sit around a table and we just throw out anything and everything um, that comes to mind that we, you know, opportunities that we see that we could uh, just build upon and make better for next year. Um, those threats, those pieces that could, if we, if we're unaware of this, or if we don't maybe address it quickly, or um, if we don't bring it into light, could hinder us or could come up and, um, you know, create a issue moving forward. Uh, those strengths that, man, if we did not have this over the weekend, uh, you know, if we did not have those 50 parent volunteers on a work crew, like the weekend would not have gone as well as At it all. did. Yeah, uh-huh. there's, uh, a, there's a lot of times where what you see is if it is, if it's an unaddressed weakness that becomes a threat. Yes. Uh, if it was maybe something that went well, but not as well as it should have, it's an opportunity. Yep. And one of the things that's good during that time that we've seen is it's also, let's say a guy pitched an idea uh, for us to, to, to implement during retreat is it does give an opportunity then even to celebrate and champion, whether it's an yeah. individual thing that was done, there was a role that was directly signed, uh, a creative idea that came, or just something that like, hey, maybe they didn't share overtly with the team, like I was gonna do this, my leaders or students, and you just saw it and you're like, oh, I love that you did that. We all need to do something like that next time. Yeah. So, uh, a chance to celebrate the individuals, the team, the volunteers, but also just the ideas and the collaborative pieces that came together and the overall wins for the weekend too. Yeah. Um, and celebrate the life change. That's, you know, when we talk about evaluation, it's... I'm glad n- that you're talking about this. Yes. Yeah. Um, it, it's not to uh, overlook... The importance or the value or the purpose of the weekend, but it's more to build upon so that we can have greater impact for the gospel, for the kingdom moving forward. Because really the importance or what we need to celebrate, what we need to focus on from the weekend is just the life change and what God did and celebrate that as well. So please know that is a huge part of it, but that is out of that why we do evaluations. Yeah, I think it's so easy for perhaps in some cultures, organizations to think about evaluation as a negative term. Yeah. Uh, like, you know, you, you might hear the, hey, we need to evaluate that and think, uh-oh, you know, my, my thing's getting attacked. My, my ministry is under the microscope. My, my leadership my, is my being questioned. Baby yeah. is, you know, it, it's easy to get defensive, but uh, it's just such a, such a release to be able to look at evaluation as a joy and an opportunity for an even better, um, an even better event. And, and looking at the reality in student ministries in a multi-site context in a student ministry world, we all know every three months there's a brand new cultural identity in some ways, you know, the, the, the things our students are interested in or passionate about or utilizing change so rapidly that if we're not on top of evaluation and changing our game up in some ways, we're, we're going to find ourselves very quickly um, singing a song that they don't even know anymore. Yeah. And so it's key. One of the things that we do, that's a good insight. And one of the things that we make sure we do, it's one of our principles that we evaluate everything. And that's what I'm saying. You evaluate 
everything. One of the reasons why we have seen growth or success, um, you know, in the in the in you know several platforms, several things with retreats is because of the the fact we evaluate everything. Mm-hmm. It's not just oh hey the game went great. It was how was loadout on Thursday morning when the team went up early to get stuff set up for the weekend? Yes. Um, how were t-shirts distributed? How was that for your campus when they arrived? Did they feel well? Like everything gets evaluated um, and sharpened and spoken into. Uh, so sometimes that might mean a separate uh, evaluation meeting with the individuals who are overseeing our sessions. We had one of them on the, uh, our prior episode where we we're talking about the weekend, Trevor Callis, who has been a huge role of overseeing a tech for us. Uh, you know, we need to chat with Trevor, uh, and some of these other guys who are part of that team, a like Kevin and so on and so forth as to what made this week great. Where do we grow? Where do we improve? And I love what Kim said, when you're leading out the evaluation, Start with setting the framework of, hey, what we're about to talk about and dissecting things does not diminish the work that God did in and through the lives of students, leaders, and Mm -hmm. families. So make sure that you are always celebrating the, you know, the main thing, why it is. Uh, what we do, um, and 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 we continue to to put that in front. And then when it comes to the evaluation portion, the reason why we evaluate is because we want to be good stewards of that which God has blessed us with. Amen. Uh, it's not yeah. so we can feel better about yeah. you know having the best games and our social media presence was awesome all week long. Because there is definitely times where we have missed the mark. There's definitely been a time where we're like, man, <laughs> the amount of strengths we have on that board is not as much as the amount of weaknesses that we had on yep. the board. And vice versa, but it would be foolish for us to shy away uh, and really not being faithful to what we've been given to shy away from evaluating and having that desire to grow and sharpen as leaders um, and being fully responsible for that which we've been entrusted with to begin with. So yeah, some absolutely. framework as you're, as you're leading out the evaluation process, as well as addressing the tension that naturally arises of like, uh, like, I, we all want to grow. None of us yeah. have arrived yeah. yet. We need to be willing to let our team speak into that. So. Yeah. Now I have a question here. Uh, Kim, perhaps you could answer this for us. Who, who gets invited to that evaluation circle? Yeah. Who all is involved? I'm in glad you brought that context? up because it is so important for all the student directors and pastors from all the campuses to be a part of that because we need to hear the ins and outs of their experience from the weekend because we all see things differently or we're in different areas areas at different times. And Joe may be in the gym during large group games or during free time, but Ben, you're out at the tubing hill, right? And so you see something out there and Joe sees something in there. We need to bring that to light, but we also need to bring it from the campus perspective of, Hey, as central, I need to know how communication went. Like, were you guys set up for success? How can me, myself, and our team improve on that. Um, you know, from the campus parent involvement, uh, there's so many different pieces yeah. that are so important that the guys need to have a voice in that and need to be a part of that evaluation because each of them bring a unique perspective into how things played out during the weekend and how we can move forward in different items. Yeah. And when an individual is not able to be there in that that room, uh, we, we ask them to still, you've asked us to still submit yes. to you 
those those strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. And it's very key, regardless what your meeting rhythm is. We have a predictable meeting rhythm once a month. Regardless what your meeting rhythm is, you need to do it right away. Yeah. Yes, that's you, actually something uh, I was a little bit convicted of out of uh, what we just did this summer, Hope Week, um, is oftentimes, sometimes where it lands, you know, we don't meet around the table for until a month after. And by then, it's not as fresh. So I just encouraged the team. I sent out an email to them. I said, hey, by next Wednesday, please take like 10, 20 minutes, sit down and give me at least three to four items in each of these categories and send it to me. That way it's fresher. Uh, it's on their minds. And it also gives them the space to individually unpack uh, versus being in a team setting where you may feel either pressured to say something or shoot, I didn't even think coming into this meeting about these areas. And right now, this is the first time that I've done that. I have five pages long of it information to unpack, which is so vital for moving forward. But it's also cool because now I get to pick and choose like, all right, where, where, what needs to be brought up in the team setting? Um, so we can further just our excellence moving next year, or it can also impact other things that we're planning for right now for yeah. fall retreats and events moving forward. I'll just say this on my side of things too. I think evaluation does more than just make the events or retreats or programming better. I think it makes our team, like it makes us individually as ministry leaders better. It forces us to think uh, critically. It forces us to learn to not be in some ways content with good enough. It, It helps us to see things from other people's perspectives. I've, I've learned to be more like someone I'm not in all the best ways by hearing advice from people That's who are great. very different than me, who maybe are the different gender or different ethnic background and, and have perspectives that I don't have. And it, it is an incredible, really development tool to offer yes. yourself. Yeah, it does. It does allow you to, to, when you're going back to your content, you, you get a greater sense of students that you're ministering to and those that you're working alongside both on this team, uh, and, and week in and week out, uh, at your gatherings and small groups and so on. So, uh, so that's one of the things we do as a staff. Um, and really that kind of bleeds into like, um, the pre-retreat stuff. We kind of take that and it kind of helps shape and form. Um, and even where the guard, of, you know, what Kim just shared as well of like, what we learned from hope week is going to shape fall retreat. What we learned from fall retreat is going to shape our winter retreat for middle school. And the, yep. uh, what we learned from that is going to shape Hope Week and so on and so forth. So um, speaking of like building off of things or building up to the next thing, that is one of the things that we look to do um, kind of at retreat, but following up from retreat is um, taking that momentum and announcing what is the next thing that is coming. Uh, so one of the things that we've done before for, for fall retreat, that Sunday morning of fall retreat and the things that we'll follow up with, uh, whether it's that Thursday or whether it is uh, that next week, Sunday, whatever our next gathering is, is mission trips. Hey, guys, spring break is coming. Our spring break here in Michigan is the first week of April in our area, generally speaking. Uh, and we'll say, hey applications are not open for, for mission trips. We'll share a story or show a video on that Sunday morning. Uh, we'll talk about it that next time we gather together. But it, it is taking that momentum, that focus, 
and putting the next thing in front of that captivated audience that we've got going on. Um, even that the things that we'll do follow up that next time we gather, we talked about the last last episode is that we do something called campus specific time where campuses will will share with their own campus uh, uh, students of hey what God did that that weekend. But we know that not every student from your campus is there that weekend. And so we want to be able to celebrate collectively as a family back at our campus with those who aren't there. And that following Thursday or that following Sunday, whatever our rhythm is, uh, that next time we gather, we have two or three of the students share. You know, you show the 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 recap video. You yep. tell the stories of it, and so um, it's it's beneficial there, and it allows you to celebrate communally the work that God is doing, uh, work that God is doing in that group. So, so that's some of that stuff that we do to build off momentum and some of retreat. What as, are, oh, sorry, as well as I was just gonna say, out of that building on the uh, just the momentum, we always plan strategically a series going yeah, out of the that's retreat good. That's good. Um, that either coincides or matches our theme or what we talked about um, to just bring it back around for those students who attended, but not making you feel isolated for if you did not attend re- the retreat, right? Yeah. Um, so just keeping that in mind to strategically plan either, maybe it's even opportunities for them to directly plug into um, pieces of what you talked about over the weekend, or it's just a series that will continue to champion the idea or the big idea or the Bible character or whatever it may be that you talked about over the weekend into your settings, into your uh, weekly rhythms with the students. That's good. That's good. It allows for intentionality. And again, just continuing that conversation yes. from there. Uh, what are some of the things that we have done with parents to follow up from retreat? Things we've done with parents, uh, definitely like the parents packet we've chatted about uh, in the past episodes, uh, you know, just helping develop that conversation that they can have with their students. Um, you know, just making sure we give them the tools and the space, hopefully at home for that to happen. Um, you know, they we make the recap video accessible to them for them to see. Uh, just the different pieces that uh, took place over the weekend um, and wanting to just make sure that they are part of the celebration of the stories of uh, just what took place over the weekend. Yep. Yeah, that's good. One of the things that we do as well throughout that is um, one of our guys did kind of um, try out the idea of doing like a quick little gathering of you know, parents and students right as soon as they got back and having testimony shared in that way. I would love to hear from anybody who's done something like that. Mm-hmm. Like we, we, we want to be doing a better job of, of bringing parents into the, the weekend. And we do that with some live streaming, some live video updates, but what does that look like? Maybe, maybe because of the, the digital realm, the social media aspect of things, we, that's not as as necessary, but I would love some sort of more intentional connection point there Absolutely. Um, for it. So if anyone out there has got something great, love to love to hear from you. Uh, what are some of the things that, uh, and I, I was going to say this with parents as well. One of the things that we do is again, um, follow up, you know, I generally follow up a week later with another email, mm-hmm. uh, just letting them know, Hey, I loved having your student at retreat. Here's, here's a link to the pictures the and pictures. the video. And yep. Here's the pics. Here's the video. 
we're we're back this Thursday night. We'd love to have your student with us. Yep. So trying to again hit on that momentum um, and just bring those students right back in, so we can continue to process what God did in their heart, their lives that past weekend, uh, and then generally, you know, we we always look to communicate early and often what those dates are. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we we can tell you you know, somewhat what our dates are for retreat for the next three, four years. Yep. Uh, and so we look to get that strategically in front of the parent at a certain time. So that way they, they know, know the rhythm. They're aware, yep. uh, especially for summer stuff here so that they can plan as a family because their student wants to be a part of that. For so sure. we want to help alleviate the tension that might have in the household where mom's like, nope, we're going away this week. And they're like, I want to go to fall retreat. And the best way we can do that is by communicating um, early and often. Early and often. Yep. So true. So uh, other things. What have you guys done, or what have we done as a team before for follow up with leaders post uh, post retreat? You know, I I really think that one of the best things we can do is to continue to encourage them and thank them for the things they've done, and and so I I love the the ways we've you, you just shot them personal thank you thank you cards when you've had those moments. Follow up with. Um, their their one-on-one forms they maybe filled out about some conversations they had with a student and and just let them know hey i read your note about what that student had decided this weekend thank you so much for coming alongside them or or sometimes that's even a phone call of goodness i read that that seems like a lot let's chat that through um you know making sure that they know you know we we were intentional during the weekend but we didn't just drop it in the file you know we we were purposeful about that outside of it um, you know, frankly, if you ever want them to do it again, kind of make sure you follow up with it the last time. So, yeah. um, that, that's a big part, uh, of some of our follow up with them. Yeah. Gratitude and thank you. Like just whether it's gifts or a simple like note card, um, that you just shoot in the mail, you know, I love getting snail mail even to this day. Um, and so to be snail mail, I love it. <laughs> To be able is to the post, just... Is the post office ever going to officially change their name? They just need to be the U.S. snail man. <laughs> <laughs> I like it, yeah. Um, but it, there is something to be said about taking the time and writing a handwritten note. Uh, we we try to do our best in this with not only our small group leaders, but all the volunteers that come up um, either to a retreat or help us out with different aspects of ministry. Uh, because we realize that the weekends, the programs, the events cannot happen without them. So how we can continue to get better is to continue to be thankful and just write those, taking the time to write those um, for them and just show our gratitude. And generally what tends to happen is that you you think like, oh yeah, I'm going to I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. And then you just get back into the busyness of everything. You just realize, oh, I didn't, I didn't get to that. I didn't get to that. Uh, You just have to find that time and mark that date and set it aside and just say, this is what I'm going to do. And it might take you um, eight hours, eight hours to do it. But like, and it could be, you know, during the nighttime when you're just watching TV and just like writing stuff out, whatever you have to find the time even just you knock it like just you know chip away at it slowly but you have to find the time to do that uh because it is of the utmost importance mm-hmm. and it's all right to do it a month after yes. two months after like if you're looking and you're like late. you don't have the mar- it is never too late well maybe like 
a year late. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it, but the truth is, it is rarely ever too late to send that thank you card thanking them because it, yeah. you know even if you're sending it you know for something that happened in July and you send it and it gets to them in September, yeah, it still communicates value that you still want to make sure that you took the time out to thank them yeah. and show gratitude to them. Um, guys, as we get ready to wrap this four part series, this four part conversation on retreats, uh, anything else? Anything else to add for follow up areas in which you would love to? For us, we talk about wanting to continue the the improvement of parent follow up as well, um, or and or anything else that you guys see like, hey. We know, or what do we do for students? I forgot, totally forgot that piece. So yeah, yeah hop in there. but I think that fits right into like, uh, I would love to just hear from those who are doing student follow-up or like, what do you do post-retreat for those who had made decisions, yep. whether it be for salvation, whether it be for baptism, whether it be for um, just a renewal in their faith in Christ. Um, yep. How do you follow up? What is your pathway for that? But also for those who it was their first time on a retreat or Ooh, first good. time experiencing uh, your student ministry, how do you make them feel like they belong there or that they were noticed that, hey, we know you don't usually come, but we want to plug you back in. So what does that on-ramp look like for them that next week? What are you doing? Are you sending them a note in the mail? Are you sending them a Starbucks gift card? Are you, What yeah. is that? Because yeah. I think that's an area where I know we are constantly weak in or, or it's the afterthought, right? Yeah, where, we're looking to grow in it because we do have a process of follow-up with our students. As we yes. mentioned before, we do the one-on-ones yeah. and we take that. And I know that we've gone through them before in the past and kind of looked at them and like prayed over them and followed up specifically with a student where they've decided they want to, they, they want to be baptized. And, and our so leaders on. do a great job in of noting that. that. And then so. we give those back to those small group leaders as well. Um, so that way they can rev- like look at them if they didn't get a chance to, let's say for one re- some reason, one of your co-leaders couldn't be there. We, so we do, we do ends of that. And this, I feel like this past past retreat was probably one of the best times in which we did follow up yes. in regard to response. Yes. Um, each student, uh, would, if they regard like dependent on what decision that they made, they got a, a, a short devotional uh, that went along with that decision, along yeah. with kind of an old school WWJD bracelet Come on. Uh, that had one of those response statements on it. Yep. Um, and and if they became uh, if they came to know Christ as their savior, uh, they got one of those, those no bracelets, God. But they also got the No God book from Orange, which yep. is a great twenty eight devo- day devotional for um, for somebody who's just coming to know Jesus yeah. uh, as their savior. So we've done some of that stuff before, but mm-hmm. very much want to again not treat it as an afterthought. Um, Absolutely, which is common for events. You know, you spend yes. so much time how we're going to make this happen, and now it's happening, and then you're like. And just want to eat pizza and watch You're Stranger like, Things and hang out with my daughter. We had 30 visitors. Woohoo. <laughs> cool. <laughs> but what no did, did we do them? with them? Yeah, 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 you know? Yeah. So, Ben, anything else to add to the conversation as we get ready to wrap up here? Just that uh, I, I just encourage us, even as we continue that process, and, and any of, of you listening in, it is worth the work to think about what's next because we all know how much work you're putting into your retreat and your message for that Saturday evening and the responses that you're praying God is going to lead students towards. And, um, you know, we, we see that 
So, so often that's where we put all of our work. But if we don't put any effort into what's next for these students, whether they're a first-time visitor coming to retreat with a friend or they're responding, making a decision to follow Jesus, if we haven't clearly thought through, maybe put as much time into that yeah. as ahead of time. You know, I think maybe the biggest sin we make in student ministry is assuming God won't work and not planning for him to at all. Mm. And you know what what a what a mistake on our part to not have that faith that God is going to do what God does and uh you know we're going to plan for it. So we're going to put as much time and money into all of the things that we hope God does afterwards as what we are going to set the plate for him to do uh that weekend and and there's something something so important to that. Yeah and and as you just even said that you know as we're as we always like to evaluate part of me is evaluating does that need to be one of our roles and responsibilities that Ooh. someone from our staff all they do is they're responsible for what happens like what our setting process the is tone or what setting, is monday yeah what is monday wow, and the next good. week and the next month and so on and um I think one of the big things to make sure that you continue to do, Kim's taking notes. Yes, I earned my keep. <laughs> um, one of the big things to do uh, is to continue to share those stories and share those moments, uh, especially via through social media. Uh, share, make sure you get your pictures up and you you share them with students. We use Flickr. Uh, we put them up on Facebook. Um, you know, for for parents to be able to see, especially uh, share the the recap video. Just like uh, put together the Spotify playlist from from retreat but continue to share and champion those stories um, throughout the the weeks to come uh, not just on social media but also on uh, in your in your gatherings as well that next time you get back together continue to share that and continue to be consistent in how you're following up with your students and leaders and staff uh, as we look to be great stewards of that which God has blessed us with. Uh, as always, guys, thank you so much for your time, for being a part of this conversation. Uh, continue to, to like and follow us on uh, social media and share that with other people. Rate, subscribe, review uh, the podcast uh, and continue to share it with others that you would benefit from it and continue to share with us uh, questions and feedback that you have. We want to continue to grow together uh, to see God continue to do a mighty work uh, through through in us and through us. So thank you guys so much. We appreciate it. We love you guys. Until next time, farewell. See Adios. Ya.